I've witnessed uh, one one worship service with uh, the, the the women. Two women just broke down in solos in the middle of the 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 service, and it was they they asked, they interrupted, and said, "Do you mind if we sing?" And it was the most moving, one of the most moving songs that, uh, that actually Hoot Gibson and I did that worship service, and it almost brought you to tears. Welcome back to Our Community Podcast, a podcast for Finneytown, Wyoming, and beyond. Today, I'm joined by Olaf Strom. Olaf helps lead the jail ministry here at Northminster Church, and we have a long history of working with the jail ministry um, and being a part of the jail ministry. And we're excited to hear that story. We're excited to kind of hear the history of how Northminster partnered with this, got partnered in this ministry, uh, hear Olaf's story, and then hear some impact stories as well of how um, this jail ministry is impacting the inmates. So welcome, Olaf. Thank you, Mike, very much. I appreciate the opportunity. What is the jail ministry? Let's just start and act like yeah. no one knows what it is. What's the jail ministry? Okay. Well, um, the jail ministry is uh, um, run by a broader organization. It's uh, called TJM, which is Transforming Jail Ministries, and they're an organization out of uh, C- greater Cincinnati, and they've got a number of churches uh, that participate and organizations that participate as well as they uh, provide services to um, jails in the greater Cincinnati and Dayton in Ohio area. Uh, Northminster has been uh, participating in that ministry. Actually, we've got a uh, rich heritage and legacy for over 35 years, if you can believe that. That's a lot. Um, Going, I was reviewing some of the files and materials and, uh, what really came upon a treasure from Jack Marsh's, uh, Reverend Jack Marsh's notebook and notes from sermons that they did from 1999. So that ministry has been going on. Northminster is a member of the TJM greater team, and that ministry has been going on for over 35 years. So very powerful. That's awesome. I I didn't realize it was even that long. I was thinking 20-ish. How did you get involved in the jail ministry? It's a little bit of a funny story. The, the, the short answer is, is Hoot Gibson asked me, and uh, he kept asking me and kept asking me. The truth is I was pretty apprehensive about uh, getting involved. You know, normally when there's any commitment, you consider that commitment and, 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 and what's involved. So I was cautious there, but it's also because it was – Jail. What, what were some of those worries? Well, just what is the time requirement, and uh, and 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 also just the apprehensiveness of going into the jail environment. But uh, do you hear that from a lot of volunteers? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. And uh, but you know, Hoot, and for those of you that know Hoot, Hoot at the time um, was. He 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 was he participated in the ministry for over twenty eight years, and um, at the time he asked me and and we were at Friday morning uh, men's Bible study and and he said hey you've got to join us in jail <laughs> and uh, 
Um, I said, what are you talking about? And then he told the story about jail ministry, much like we're talking now. But uh, And I politely gave him an excuse or two and who kept asking me and kept asking me. And for, for those of you who know Hoot, he's such a warm, caring, loving person, and he's really got a powerful spirit about him. So how could I say no? And I, I said yes, and uh, that was seven or eight years ago, back in 2016. So um, I was just a, a, a member, and then after Hoot uh, uh, is no longer, he's retired in, in the uh, jail ministry for Northminster, I've taken over of, as the coordinator of those efforts. As the coordinator, what's your role now? So, what do you, yeah. what all do you do? For the most part, I, I, I'm a liaison between the TJM organization and Northminster and our mission team. So, uh, and pretty much just coordinate communication and scheduling and uh, requirements that are are necessary to be on the on on the ministry team and registration and uh, um, sign up and scheduling and and also coordinating uh, our efforts and our our uh, ministry plans and direction with the team but it's it's mostly a collaborative effort and uh, uh, probably the biggest thing is make sure that we have enough members to be there uh, for our scheduled worship times. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is just to get the word out about what the jail ministry is. Obviously we have a rich history here at Northminster partnering with TJM um, and the jail ministry. So I bet a question that a lot of people have is number one, what do you do when you go to these correctional facilities or, or jails? What does it look like for a volunteer? Yes. Well, our, Commitment or Northminster's uh, role in in the TJM program is we provide we're we're part of a team that provides Sunday worship for um, the inmates at the respective jail, and uh, the the jail that we cover is it's called River City, it's the old workhouse location, but it it is uh, the the inmates that we provide worship to, they generally have been in prison for uh, maybe a year or two in there are this is the last location prior to them getting released so they're probably anywhere from six months to a year and a half until they get released so that's it at at river city so we go in and we provide worship northminster provides worship once a month that's in some months it's twice a month, so once to two times per month. It's on the fourth and fifth Sunday of each month. Okay. So what does the worship look like on Sunday mornings? Okay. We try to uh, develop our worship much and, and, and model it much as we worship here at Northminster. When we go to the uh, River City uh, uh, location in, in jail, um, there's four pods. They call it an A pod and a B pod, a C pod and a D pod. The D pod is a woman's pod. So there's three men's pods and there's one woman pod and there's there's four worship teams. So call it four local area churches. And each church will go into a different pod. 
every single Sunday. Every single Sunday. So, so in in a given month, call it. There's 16 different combinations of teams. Mm-hmm. Northminster's is the last Sunday of the month, or the last two Sundays of the month if there's five Sundays. But um, so we rotate pods each month, so we don't go into the same pod each month, and it's kind of random. So we we don't know until you know a few weeks before which which pod we're going into then it's uh, worships at 9 a.m and uh it's kind of interesting because it is uh, that's the only day that the inmates have free time is sunday morning mm. so the and and that time when we're at worship is uh, a time where most of the inmates sleep in. It's their it's their only free time, so it's um, really kind of neat when uh, they have to make the choice. They to have come to, to make worship. the choice to come to worship, and we have anywhere from two people to twelve people that will come to worship. And uh, when we're leading worship on our team, we have two or three members that will go in to worship. We have done it where there's only one person, but we try to team up because it's just a little more dynamic and yep. and uh, helpful. So we go in and we it's it's informal, but it's structured. Mm-hmm. So we we will open up worship and sometimes close worship with a song, and we've got hymns that we sing together. Uh, we'll have um, scripture, so much like we do in scripture, we'll. We'll have a um, a Old Testament, maybe a New Testament uh, uh, reading in Scripture. We'll pray together. We'll do a prayer of confession. We'll we'll lead a message, a, a, call it a short sermon, and then we break apart into small groups and pray. So, and 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 then we close worship, and 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 we finish our worship much with uh, our. Char- what's what do we call that thing where we say go forth into the world in peace? Be of good, good courage. Hold fast. What is, what is it? Oh man, Greg's <laughs> so, gonna get on me for not knowing yeah. the name of that thing. So so we end our worship with that, and you know one of the things that I kind of share with with uh, the, the inmates is that you know when you go forth into the world in peace, when you leave this room and you go into you know, what you have to deal with at jail, you're going into the world in peace and be of good courage. And and so we share that together, but also, you know, we say you're getting out of here mm-hmm. and, you know, some, sometimes people are getting out next week, you know, go forth into the world in peace and be of good courage and be of good cheer to hold fast to what is good, strengthen the faint hearted, all, all of that. So, yeah. so it's, it's a long answer. We worship a lot like we do here. And it was really neat to join you guys at your last jail ministry meeting, um, kind of prep meeting, and to hear how every single leader brings their own little elements to this worship. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And um, I didn't add, but it's a big part of it. Probably 30 to 50% of it is very informal. And uh, a lot of times the uh, inmates will they'll come in and they'll have their their own Bibles and their own scripture, and they'll ask us questions. So it's uh, it's it's spirit led. Yes, very much. It sounds like very much. 
What kind of impact have you seen um, this ministry? What are some stories you've seen of how this has impacted some of the inmates? Yeah, um, I, I would, if I could, I would say inmates, but also us on the team. It's, it is, um, I think the way that I would answer that is, as I think about it, my, my, my experiences, I can pretty confidently say that uh, some of the times I've felt closest to God has been in jail. Mm. So I've witnessed an inmate literally thirsting for the Word of God. This particular inmate couldn't read, and um, he had he was in service and he had two of his friends who were inmates that were ministering him and at night would read the Bible to him and they had to do it in secret because they were ostracized a little bit by the other inmates. Mm -hmm. But um, literally, as we were performing our worship, this individual was on his edge of his seat, you know, just leaning into these words because he couldn't read. Mm. And um, and he was asking questions. And, and just that, I'll, I'll never forget that. So that was one I've, I've witnessed uh, one, one worship service with uh, the, the, the women. Two women just broke down in solos in the middle of the, the, the service. And it was they, they asked, they interrupted and said, "Do you mind if we sang?" And it was the most moving, one of the most moving songs. That, uh, that actually Hoot Gibson and I did that worship service, and it almost brought you to tears. Um, I've witnessed the helplessness of a mother in jail who just needed prayer so much because she had her 13-year-old daughter who, who, who was literally alone because she had nobody to talk to because she was in jail, and, and just the helplessness and the the power of the only thing that's going to solve that is faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I have witnessed. Um, I was at one service, and at the end of the service, an inmate came up to me and and asked me. He said, "How's your son doing?" And I had forgotten him, but about five months earlier, we did a a a uh, worship service for this. And in, in, in this particular inmate was there. And when we break up and we pray, we not only pray for them, but they pray for us. Mm-hmm. And um, it literally floored me that this inmate was praying for me and my family mm-hmm. for months. And uh, so <clears throat> I, I just think that of, of the impact it is, I, I call it the raw faith of, of, of God because these particular inmates, they are in a um, situation that is, you know, that really hard for us to deal with. Mm-hmm. And even comprehend sometimes. Yes, yes. So, um, and you led into it. You said, you know, there's also an impact on the volunteers yes. as well. I love those stories, yeah. but there's also stories of how it's impacted volunteers. What are some of those stories? Yeah. <clears throat> um, or how has it impacted you? I, I, I think... It's uh, certainly helped me grow in my faith. Um, the one of the words that I would use is it's intentional. Um, 
you know, it, it, it is going back to the story with Hoot and why I said yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of knew I had to say yes. It's because it's what Scripture tells us to do. Go visit people in prison and go share the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and I knew if I said no, that I would... I'd, I'd be letting God down. You know, I, I, I just knew I had to eventually say yes. You had that for, feeling. For, for, for me you. at that time. Yeah. And that's not, I'm, I'm not trying to say that for everybody. Everybody's got to make those decisions mm-hmm. in their faith journey. It feels called to different mission. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it's, it's an intentional choice that we make to, to um, provide this ministry. And then as we prepare, as a team, the, the the content of the ministry, you really have to think about that. And mm-hmm. what are we? What's the message? What do we share? What did what do the, the inmates need? So it's it is um, it's it's a continual growth, and it and and it's not just one time a week. You're yeah. as, as as I go through each day. There's an opportunity that comes up and said, and it's an idea, and it says, "Hey, that's a good ministry topic," or I might want to talk about mm-hmm. this, and it it's very intentional, but it's just to help my overall spiritual journey yeah. and growth. I hear there's an element of, from what you're saying, of trust that has to go into it too, because you never know where these conversations are going to lead. Yes, yes, and 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 you never know when you're there. Mm-hmm. You don't. It, it's there's been times when we had one person and you know, that's totally different and we just go with it. So, yeah. And it's, it is, uh, you're, you're, you totally dependent on God really in, in the spirit to see where it takes you and what he's going to do with us at that time. So Olaf, what's, what's next for the jail ministry here at Northminster? Well, Specifically, uh, a couple of things. First of all, we really want to continue this legacy mm-hmm. and, and this really rich and, and, and uh, terrific heritage. So we're, we're going to keep it going and, uh, and ideally grow on it and get better at what we do. There is uh, five people on the team right now. So it's Denny Fenema. Steve Gates, Lori Lanning, John Sewer, and myself, and we would we would love to grow the team. Mm-hmm. So we'd um, ideally the perfect number would be ten to twelve members, and we had ten to twelve members pre-COVID, and um, that kind of uh, uh, slowed down or, or, or dissipated there, and we're in the midst of 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 building that up. So 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 we need just members, and. Um, Specifically, if you noticed on those names, they were all men, so we could certainly use some di- diversification. Uh, we'd love to have some women on the team. Here's a wish list that I would love to have is is um, if anybody's musically inclined or so uh, uh, moved, if we had somebody that played an interest in, an instrument and could lead songs at worship, um, that would certainly improve the 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 quality of our worship and just the overall um, enthusiasm, but it would also 
uh, significantly increase the numbers. Mm-hmm. I think if um, you know the the number of inma- inmates who yes, come, who who come and yeah. participate because they'll hear the music and they'll come and 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 they really enjoy it. And um, you haven't heard me sing, but it's uh, just uh, it's. Certainly, a lot better than me leading a hymn from a so hymn mu- book. musical uh, talent is not required, but it would be ideal if someone had a little bit of musical absolutely. talent. Is what you're saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, here's here's what we'll do. We'll put a link in the show notes to okay. a form someone could fill out, and if you just like Olaf, feel any sort of nudge or call from from God on wanting to join the jail ministry or just want to learn more about the jail ministry, we encourage you to fill that form out. Or if you see me or Olaf at church, say something. We're looking for people to be a part of this ministry to keep the legacy going. 30 to 35 years um, of a ministry is pretty impressive in the stories. And we, we want people to be a part of that ministry for years to come. Olaf, we appreciate you taking the time to tell us more about the jail ministry, and we're excited to hear more stories in the future. Thank you so much, and uh, and for anybody who's interested, um, please feel free to reach out, and not only to me, but anybody else on the team as well. And it's a it's a terrific uh, ministry and uh, very worthwhile. Thank you for the opportunity. Yep. Thanks for listening to Our Community Podcast, a podcast for Finneytown, Wyoming, and beyond. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe and leave a five-star review wherever you are listening. 